This is Stereotypes, a weekly music podcast based out of Memphis, Tennessee. Discussing everything from our favorite artists and albums of the past to new releases. We share what's on our playlist, and we want to know what's on yours as well. Join us as we explore the world of music. Let's go. Welcome to episode 25. Um, <laughs> been a, a, a crazy year. feel like we just did an episode like this not too long ago on Chris Cornell. Um, but again, really sad to hear that, that Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park has passed. But today's episode will not be a sad one. What we want to do is, is celebrate the life and the music and art that Chester and Lincoln Park have given us. So uh, again, RIP Chester. And uh, T, let's 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 talk about the good. Let's let's celebrate um, the the great stuff, minus their last album that Lincoln Park has <laughs> given us. Uh, when well, was the first time in the that end, you heard them? In the end, don't know the date. I just know that was the first song I heard, and I think that's probably the first song that a lot of people heard. You know, in the end, but you know they had a lot of fans, so I'm sure. They had a massive following way before they, they hit it with in the end. And uh, you, I know all those guys. Anybody that's listening to this that might hear this, they'll be like, "Man, no, that's not that much," <laughs> you know. But it, and it's true. But that's what made them mainstream. That's what put them on the map, I think. And because uh, I never heard of them before that song, and it and it was just well, that was so, off their first album. It was their fourth yeah. single, and uh, it was it was unique. You know, it was different, and they were different. And so even if I didn't like everything that they did, I was always looking forward to the next thing that they put out mm-hmm. because I wanted to hear, could they rival that? Could they match that? Could they do the same thing over again? And, you know, uh, in the end, it's like it caught uh, it caught all genres attention because it hit a lot of genres. It did. It wasn't just this pop sound. It wasn't just this rock sound. It wasn't just this rap sound. It was everything, you know, involved. You mm-hmm. had nice vocals. You had smooth vocals. You had this guy that could spit. And it was just, you know, it gave you goosebumps when you listened to it in the end. And, the, and then the music, it was like, it hit, you know, it hit hard and then it would fade out soft. And it was everything, you know, it was a, it was a smooth song. That, that's really interesting to hear, T. Yeah. I, I think you are the perfect example of everything that you just said. Yeah. That was the song that crossed over. That was the song that caught your attention. Obviously, yeah. for me, you know, my, my ear for music is a little bit different. It, Ventures more right. in the uh, the the rock electronic and stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, my first taste of them was one step closer. Uh, the first single off the album that Hybrid Theory came out in two thousand. Uh, one step closer. When I first heard it, I liked it, but I think at the time there was, I, I think, uh, Limp Biscuit and stuff like that was already out. So I was I was kind of hesitant. To actually like that, because I was like, "Well, this is this could be a manufactured yeah. one-hit wonder. They they've made one song. It's rap and rock, okay." But their second song, and that's what caught me. The second single, "Crawling." 
crawling. Still yeah. probably my favorite Linkin Park song. Yeah. I love that song. I don't hate that song, but you know that's not you I know. know. That's not me. I know. You know. And it's not like it's something I couldn't listen to, but it's not what turned me to Linkin Park. Of course. You know. Exactly as you said, it was in the end. Right. And it's that's a really good shout because I mean you're looking one step closer, crawling and paper cut, which were the first three singles. Those are kind of more of the the rockish side of them, and mm. in the end is a, is a massive crossover hit. Yeah, and it pulled you in, which yeah. is great move from them releasing it. But Hybrid Theory that was that was an album that I've I've had in many forms since it first came out. Like I said, my first take on Lincoln Park was, is this for real? Is this a a one off? Is this whatever? And I think that's a very interesting story that we'll touch on in a minute with their next releases. Yeah, but. First time I had Linkin Park's album, burned. <laughs> what? The no no a burned copy. Of oh, it. you had a burned copy. No, I didn't. I didn't pay for it. Okay. I was like, I gotcha. I'm not sure if I like these yeah. guys. <laughs> and now I'm telling you that honestly at the start again because hopefully you guys know by now that I do support what I believe yeah. in, what I love, whatever. But my first copy of that was burned, and I played the crap out of it, and it was like, damn it, I really like this. Maybe maybe they're not a, a cheesy fake band, whatever. Maybe this maybe they are really talented, and this is the start of something. But so I, I had that album, and I played it. Like I said, it was a legal copy. By the time their next piece of work came out, which was Reanimation, mm-hmm. which was in itself kind of a bold move. Instead of dropping your sophomore album, they dropped a remix version of Hybrid Theory, um, which was as good or better yeah. than Hybrid Theory to me. I still love that album. I'd probably put that as a top three Linkin Park album of all time. It's that good to me. <laughs> yeah. um, from the, the opening track remixed by uh, Jay Gordon of Orgy. I don't expect you to know who yeah. Orgy the band is yeah. at all. But um, it's just a bunch of people that they liked and respect. Uh, Cutmaster Kurt remixes in the end. If you haven't heard that, T, yeah. um, that, that's fantastic the in the end remix uh with i have the, heard that i have heard that. full hip-hop yeah full hip-hop motion man um great uh but i love reanimation and when i heard reanimation it was like okay this band is for real and they're really speaking to me not just with my kind of energy anger um love <laughs> in in music but they they get the electronic side they get the rock side they get the hip-hop kind of a mix of almost everything that that I like. So after Reanimation came out, I was already more than sold. But by the time their their second full album and probably their best album in my opinion, yeah. Meteora came Meteora. out. Yeah. The the deluxe version of that came with a DVD and in that DVD, I thought it was it was such a a good defiant move of them. They recorded everything about them recording the album. So they could prove to everybody, because that was not just my initial thoughts, but a lot of people thought this was a record label basically creating a fake band, kind of like an yeah. industry plant. <clears throat> you could see, they were so different, you could you can almost see why some would think that, mm-hmm. or be skeptical. But at the same time, they were so different, uh, you know, this you can't really put this in a box, you can't yes. really create something like this. And so, you know, like you said, uh, I, I really love the second, the, you know, their second... Um, Meteor. Yeah, Meteor yes. album. And, um, you know, that's where Numb came in. And then, mm-hmm. you know, five years later, uh, 
they're doing um jay-z but i remember jay-z being on an interview and he was they were asking jay-z what's on your playlist and he shouted out lincoln park and this is way before he worked with them and uh i mean he's sitting in the back of the limo and they're like what's on your playlist and he's like oh man you wouldn't believe what's on my playlist (laughs) and when he said lincoln park i said i can bump this freely yep (laughs) without being criticized <laughs> I just you got know, permission. Jake. I just got permission. <laughs> and he said, Lee Park." At the end, a couple of years later, he's like, he's doing music with them. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, that is so dope." And then, <laughs> and when Numb and Encore came out, that mash. Oh my goodness, that was so <laughs> sick, so sick. Yes. Probably one of my favorite Jay-Z is It's like, good. it's like so good, so good. And him and Chester just, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another, that, that'll give you goosebumps too. Here nah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, I want to stick with Meteora for a minute because I just, I really, really enjoy that album. Um, my favorite track off there literally embodies everything I love for music. Nobody's listening. It's Nobody's got a uh, hip-hop, or not a hip-hop, it's got a sample in it that's like Arabic flute or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's oh, aggressive as fuck. Watch them flutes, it's, son. It's got yeah, you know, flute mask drop. off. Mask <laughs> off. Um, but then it's 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 so hard. It's so aggressive, and it's their their most hip hop track on that album. I mean, it is it is a hip hop track with Chester singing the hook, yeah. and Chester fucking murders that. There, there's there's no there's so much aggression in his voice. You you can <laughs> you can tell he feels every ounce of what he's singing with that song. And I'm sure that's not anybody... I mean, of course, there's other people that probably like that track. But for me, it wasn't a single or anything like that. But Nobody's Listening is so gosh damn hard that I love it. And then I love the follow-up with the Mr. Han instrumental session. Um, That Nobody's Listen and session alone for me is worth the price of that album. But I mean, Don't Stay, the opener... Somewhere I Belong, the first single, Massive, Lying From You, Hit the Floor, Easier to Run, Faint, f- Finishing Up Obviously with Numb, uh, Breaking the Habit. It's just outstanding album. If you want to get into Linkin Park, you have not heard them, whatever, even if you want to just remember them, go put a push play on Meteora, my favorite of their work, and it sounds like that's that's your favorite yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal album. I even I love that cover with the the dude spray yeah, spray painting. painting. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I love that album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hybrid theory is a, and as we discussed a little bit on maybe my second favorite album from them. Hybrid theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. Again, kind of like anybody's first album that they hear from an artist when it hooks them. Even as other albums come after that, it's really hard to replace that because it's that's that initial feel. That's the, what you have in your memory for however long. It, that's that's the one. Um, but then after we had Hybrid Theory, Reanimation, and Meteora, they then went on to kind of do those those side projects that we discussed, which is Collision Course with Jay, Fort Minor, and Death by Sunrise. Um, mm-hmm. Collision Course, as we spoke a little bit on, I love it. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant piece of work. Yeah, what is it? Seven tracks, something like that. Collision. Six, six <clears> tracks. Six. Fort now, Fort Minor. I remember listening to that, but I do not remember all the tracks off of that. 
Fort Minor is um, Mike Shinoda's yeah. full hip hop side project, yes, which that's what it was. Yeah. is called The Rising Tide. Right. Um, love that album yeah. as well. I, I, I've I think Mike Shinoda is one of the most underrated artists of our time. I know we started this talking about Chester, yeah. but Mike Shinoda, I am a massive, massive fan of the the rawness. Um, it, it sounds underground, but it sounds big. To quote Jay Z. Uh, I think at the beginning of that album, he he describes it best. That's that's the way he makes it work. But Rising Tide, Fort Minor, full hip hop, um, love love that album as well. I still hold the hope that someday we get another Fort Minor album. Um, but that is what it is. Even if that's the only one that we get, it's uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I think it was after Fort Minor. Uh... Cause what do you think? Two thousand eight. I kind of fell off of uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Cause they put out another album in two thousand eight, Road to Revolution. That was no, no. That was that was a live album, wasn't it? Yes, that's not one of their studio albums, I believe. Yeah, that was a live album. Cause the yeah, album the, uh, after that is Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, that's the one I had no. No I, love I, for no. I gotta be honest. I was really disappointed that was, in that. Yeah, that when was it the first one came out. where I fell off, and because uh, I I don't know if it was because Fort Minor was so good, and I was still equating that to Lincoln Park, um, but it was I don't know. It was like I just kind of fell off of Lincoln Park at that time. With uh, with Chester's death, I, I went back and listened to basically the first six albums probably multiple times through just to kind of really digest. And here, um, Minutes to Midnight, I think, is the precursor to this album that they just put out that I don't like. Okay. Uh, what is it? One More Light. Yeah. It was it was Linkin Park, but it was a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was that... Uh, there's some songs in there that, that make me cringe, but there's also some songs that I really like. Um, from Minutes to Midnight, in fact, I did, when the, the tragedy with Chester happened... I ended up making a uh, Lincoln Park playlist and putting it out on our Instagram for people to hear. Bleed it out from Minutes to Midnight, I really like. Hands held high, I really like. Yeah, that was. But a <clears throat> that was that was kind of it from that that album. It was just there. There was something that was too soft for me with that. Um, I didn't really like. But then when they came back um, with a thousand suns, a thousand suns for me. It, it encompassed everything that I wanted to hear from Linkin Park. I mean, it had Waiting for the End. It had Wretches and Kings. Love Wretches and Kings. When They Come for Me, Smash, Blackout. <laughs> I love Blackout. Um, but <laughs> A Thousand Sons was like, okay, this band hasn't lost it. They just took a bit of a back step. Not a full back step, not a, not a full fall off. But that, that said, okay... I still really like this band. Minutes to Midnight is just my least favorite album of those first ones. Thousand Sons. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, but then it went on to Living Things. Living Things, good. I mean, I, I don't have a complaint with it, but I don't... I, I mean, Lost in the Echo, Skin to Bone, two tracks that I, I really like off of that, but I don't know that I would put it in like my top two of their albums. I would put it above Minutes to Midnight, but Living Things was was the last album that I really liked from them. Um, See, I didn't even I don't think I heard a track off of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it got too much in the way of radio yeah. play. But it's it's good. If you like Meteora and you like um, Hybrid Theory, mm-hmm. it's more like that. Yeah. Much more like that. Um, whereas a, a Thousand Suns was like a, a better version of what Minutes to Midnight. To me, that was what Minutes to Midnight should have been. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Living Things, I, I really enjoy. Uh, but then the, the Hunting Party, just... It wasn't bad, but nothing from that hit for me. And the one more light, uh, we've covered enough on here. I don't want to turn this negative. I I don't enjoy that album at all. But Linkin Park as a whole band that I really, really love. Um, Hybrid Theory, Meteora. Meteora, probably number one. Hybrid Theory, two. Reanimation, three. Thousand Suns, four. And... Living Things 5, and then I would put uh, Minutes to Midnight, and then the other two. <laughs> that would be my, my order of love for them. But yeah, it's uh, one thing that I, I, whenever I think of Linkin Park, and I don't know if this was in the Meteora documentary or if this was something else that I watched, mm-hmm. but it was talking about Chester and his voice. Right. And they said that when he sings, he basically, his two vocal cords make two different sounds. So it's like he has two voices in his mouth. Like, it makes two different mm-hmm. vocals when he, he would do his screaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just super interesting, and that always stuck out to me as something weird. But I, I could kind of hear it then once I started with listen to him. It, it, it does kind of, it's like two different sounds kind of coming at the same time. It's, it's an interesting, interesting thing when he gets up there. But, uh, yeah, Chester Bennington, hate, hate to lose you. It's he's been a, a massive influence on I don't know how many fans, kids, uh, enjoyers of rock music. Um, what an artist! Again, don't let my hate for the the one last album turn anybody off of of Lincoln Park. Incredible, incredible band. Yeah, he was forty one um, and had like what five kids, six kids, or something yeah, like a bunch. Man, yeah, <clears throat> you know he. He had experienced, uh, he had a bad, bad, some bad experiences, and I think that's kind of what he had been dealing with. But if you look, when we started looking back at the music and some of the things and the lyrics, and you know, because he did a lot of writing on that album, and when you looked at some of the lyrics, and yes. even uh, there was a lot of pain in that album, and so it all made sense, you know, the reason why the why the album was soft. And I mean, he was, I mean, he's an artist; he's doing what he felt mm-hmm. at the time, and that's what he was feeling. And so all that made sense. Um, it's unfortunate some of the things that happened uh, to him, but those scars sometimes are relived. Now you can hear it in, in the lyrics for all the albums. I mean, everything that he's singing about is kind of internal demons. It mm-hmm. is kind of the the struggle to be normal, the struggle to be sane. Um, he, he's it. It was quite obvious. Obviously, like you say, looking back on it, all the lyrics. Not just his last album. You can see the last right. album kind of a change, maybe in his mental state. But I mean, it's it's if if you have people like that, if you have people that you know are struggling, please reach out to them and see see what you can do to to help and and things like that. But yeah, such such sad news. I can't believe we've lost Chester Bennington and um. Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Chris Cornell. Yeah, um, it, it, it's insane. Rock music is taking a massive, 
massive hit this year. But um, anything else on Lincoln Park from UT? Anything? Uh, memories? Favorite songs? No, I already told you my favorite. <laughs> it's like in the uh, end is, is yeah, number one. Absolutely, in the end is number one. Well, you know, and then um, you know, like Meteoria, Meteor, the the uh, the. I, I can't say I was a fan of the whole album, but I liked quite a few tracks off of that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Numb. You know, the last track on the album. I I heard that one. And I was like, man, they they put this at the end because <laughs> I like Numb just by itself. Yeah, you know, and then. When you, when they mashed it with encores, like oh my goodness, you know it's just so off the hard. chain, so hard, yeah. And so no, nah, that's um, you know, like I said, I wasn't, uh, I did, I would look forward to their next work, and then I think I just kind of start losing after uh, minutes to midnight. Yeah, after that it was kind of like oh, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. Like I said, I I kind of lost it a bit with that too, but they brought yeah. me back in. With a thousand sons, it was like, oh, okay, that was just one misstep, not a a trailing off, which is what it is. And but. I and I think that they would take they would take quite a bit of time out of the spotlight too. And yes. I don't know if that's because they they were just a band or because you know they all had families or what the deal was, but they would take a lot of they you you could forget about them at some moments in time, mm-hmm. you know, because they would fall off quite a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, there's between Meteora. And Minutes to Midnight, um, when did it? Meteor came out 2003, and Minutes to Midnight came out 2007. Um, Thousand Suns, 2011? So, I mean, it's uh, three, four-year gaps between albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I think that's what did it, you know. A decent bit of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not too much, and I fully respect it for them not just throwing out future style every year, multiple every year, Gucci mm-hmm. Man one every week. Um, <laughs> I respect that a lot. What did you say? I said Gucci Man. Gucci Man. Gucci Man. Gucci Man. One every week, like he likes to put out. It's just uh, I, I get the the process and really putting everything that they have into it that. That part I yeah, get, but, but, it they, also, but they're at the top end of that list. But I mean, you have people that every couple of years they try to get yes. something going, you know. But they're at the other end of the you mm-hmm. know, perspective. Well, my for me personally, that's not the biggest weight. I'm used to the Prodigy, which the Prodigy, the gap between their album that hooked me and the next album, seven years. I'm used to Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. 1999, 2015. <laughs> I mean. It's like uh, I've I've very sadly chose bands and artists that like to take a tiny bit of time between their work. So three to four years for me isn't that much, but three to four years I think probably for most music fans is a lifetime. You forget about those bands and you're listening to other bands and it can kind of go by the wayside. But uh, yeah, for me not that long, (laughs) but other people maybe maybe a little too long. But yeah, a lot of love for Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, Reanimation, Meteora, Minutes to Midnight, A Thousand Suns, Living Things, hands down my favorite work from them. Um, Check them out. Plenty of people are. I know that since Chester's death, uh, their album sales, as normal, have gone. Gone through the roof. (laughs) Yeah, right right through the roof. But that doesn't mean don't listen to them or don't support them. Please, please go check them out. Uh, 
phenomenal band. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do next because I'm sure that the band won't quit. Uh, do they replace him or do they just go with Shinoda and have it be raps and sings from him? It I don't know. What's uh, what do you think? You think they're gonna continue or you They'll think continue. that's it? I think the smart move is not to replace him um, and just go with what they have. I do too. But if they find a, a I mean. We say that, but thinking of um, Audio Slave, like every once in a while, you can make that switch, mm-hmm. and it can be as good or even better. But who were the the phenomenal vocalists out there, and is there somebody new? Don't know. Time will tell, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Linkin Park. But uh, thoughts and prayers with you guys and the that are fans, and obviously the band itself. Horrible to hear about Chester, but. Enjoy their music. Go celebrate them. Go listen to the great stuff. Um, and check out some of those tracks, especially the playlist that I posted on Instagram. Um, I I love those songs on it. I put a 19-track, uh, hour-long playlist that I, I've listened to I don't know how many times through. Because <laughs> it really <laughs> encompasses everything that I love in the band. But go check that out. Um, T, anything else for us this week? No, I think that's it. We got some concerts coming up here in Memphis. Who we have? Quite a few. Um, bunch of folks, man. Got um, T.I.'s coming. Really? Um, yeah. And who's coming with him? Where's T.I. coming to? Minglewood. Get out. <laughs> yeah, he's coming to Minglewood. That's going to be... Um, I the, thought you were going to say for him. I'm no, in. No, no, no. That's going to be September 9th. It's going to be at the, uh, you know, after the Southern Heritage. It's okay. going to be like an after okay. party Oh, thing. my gosh. It's going to start at 10 o'clock. And uh, man, who is with him? It's oh DJ Envy. DJ Envy is going to be with him. Wow. And so uh, we got that. That's a little, you know, it's a little venues that I'm looking at. You got a lot mm-hmm. of, you got a lot of folks mm-hmm. coming to large venues. You know, venues. You know, we still got Bruno Mars coming up. We got that. That's like tickets are ridiculous right now because I think everything's resale. So and then you got. Uh, Let's see who else is coming. There's a bunch of folks coming. A bunch of old heads, you know. You okay. got like one twelve coming. One twelve. <laughs> one coming. Avant's coming. I don't know if you remember Avant. He's coming. Avant. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And uh, it's it's quite a few. We got quite a few uh, concerts coming up in the fall. No, that's that's tight. I'm I'm definitely interested in Ti yeah. um, and Minglewood. I already got my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Saturday night. I think September 9th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's really soon. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, speaking of concerts, I know in our off time, I don't think I've gotten to speak on this yet or not. But I checked out DJ Shadow, who came to yeah. Uh, what is it? New Daisy. New Daisy. What a show, T. Yeah. What a show. Really. Literally. I know we hadn't talked about. It. I knew um, you were going, but it, it even. It wasn't even my favorite music from him. Yeah. Um, Introducing is one of my favorite albums from him. And um, his work with Uncle, uh, absolutely love that early stuff, which is like from 96 and 95-ish, so a little while ago. But um, he came and played a lot of kind of newer mix of stuff, things like that. But the visuals and stuff from the show, T, mm-hmm. it was insane. Yeah. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, oh, okay. Maybe 15, 20 minutes into the show... I saw somebody run across like a net in front of him. I'm going, what the fuck is that? Run a, wait a minute, say it again. Like, like in front of where he is, he's a DJ, he had the screens behind him, and the screens were, were tight. 
it wasn't like uh, the cheap stuff from Future or right. Migos. Like it was, yeah. it was dope visuals okay. and the the nice setup behind it. But then this screen ran across in front of him, and then the visuals were like playing in front of him as well. It was like you were in this oh, wow. different okay. world yeah. with st- I, the visuals were insane. Yeah. So if you get a chance to check out a DJ Shadow show, please do. Talk about an artist that puts it. A lot of time into his craft and show that it was so impressive to see that. And it, it, I love the New Daisy as a venue. That and Minglewood, easily my favorite in the city. Um, I'm not sure whether I like New Daisy better um, or I like Minglewood better yet, but phew, New awesome. Daisy, yeah. yeah, New awesome. Daisy's nice. <clears throat> yeah, they're both nice. They're both real intimate. Yep. But that, that about does it for this week's show. That's episode 25 in the books. Talking about our boy Chester and Lincoln Park. And um, again, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Stereotypes Pod, all one word to find us on both of those. Hit us up. Let's uh, discuss music as well. We'll be happy to bring up your topics and albums and stuff like that on the show. Uh, We out.